not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello, and oh, happy day to you. This is a wonderful day. It is a day that the Lord has made. We here at Equipping the Saints Ministries, we are rejoicing and being glad in this day. Why? Why? Because every day is an opportunity for us to reach out to someone like you, someone else, anyone else, and offer them hope. (laughs) Yes, that's what we're all about. That's what we're all about. That's why we do this show, because we want to extend to you, our listener, hope. We want to share the good news of Jesus' salvation plan, which includes a, a, a power-packed package. This what what he offers is power-packed. <laughs> You're talking about needing the latest or getting the latest app. <laughs> well, this app is full of. Oh, my goodness. Let me just list some of the benefits here, okay? It includes redemption for the soul from the enslavement of sin. Sin, my friends, is rebellion. It's merely rebellion. It's rebellion against God, against his ways against what he has determined is righteous and right and therefore good for mankind. So sin is that nature or that desire or the act of rebellion against that. So Jesus' plan includes redemption from the enslavement of sin. Believe it or not, rebellion enslaves its victims. It it traps you in a snare. It traps you into behaviors that lead to sometimes immediate consequences, other times long-term consequences, but in the end, definitely consequences. Why the world is in an uproar against those facts is not surprising to me because it's, it's a part of the sin nature. But these are facts. Okay, so let me not get stuck here. What else does this plan offer? It offers freedom from the curse of death. Death is not something that was in God's original plan. It was not his plan for mankind that we should die. His plan was that we would live forever. 
in the Garden of Eden, that mankind would be fruitful, would multiply, would have dominion, would subdue the earth, and live forever in that paradise, because that's what the Garden of Eden was. It was literally a paradise on earth. And that was God's plan for for you, for me, for anyone that would be born after Adam and Eve. And so the plan of salvation provides freedom from the curse of death. Yes, we will die in this life if we how should I say, if the Lord doesn't return first and and catch us away, we will all die in this life. But that will not be the end. That will just be a moment. It will just be like a, a, a second, if you will, because you'll pass from this body. You'll pass from this body into a supernatural body. Everybody's thrilled and involved and interested in the supernatural on TV. You have all these shows about the supernatural, and there's one that I really enjoy called It's Supernatural. So it's um, produced from a godly perspective, but there's a lot of them out there that are not produced from a godly perspective. And people seem to be fascinated with the power of the supernatural. So I want you to know that if you accept the plan of salvation, you will pass from death to life in a matter of seconds. You will pass into your supernatural body, and you will live forever with him in the New Jerusalem. Okay? That's awesome. That's awesome because those of you that have been suffering with illness and sickness and ailments and, you know, disease and cancer and diabetes and you just name it, osteoporosis, osteomyelitis. I could just go on and on and on uh, about the sickness that is that is in the world. But the plan of salvation provides freedom from that curse that curse. Okay. So then number three, this plan also provides healing for the physical body. That's something that's available. It's one of the benefits to having this application, (laughs) to having the blood of Jesus Christ applied to your life. In other words, you being born again, you accepting his plan of salvation. That's another one of the benefits. Hey, these are some pretty good benefits as far as I'm concerned. Um, there's so much negative fear, fanfare about being a Christian these days that I want to tell you some of the benefits about being a Christian. Does that mean that every single person will be healed? No. For that to happen, um, sin has to be removed from the earth. Sin has to be eradicated once and for all. And guess what? That is going to happen, too, one day soon. That is also going to happen, too. But in the meantime, the gift and the benefit of healing is available. It's available, divine healing, directly from above, directly from the Father. It's available. And one of my favorites... One of my favorites and the reason that I do this program is the the benefit 
of having your broken hearts mended. Wow, that's that's awesome to me. That is just exciting. I just feel it in my belly. It's exciting. It's one that not enough Christians seem to know about so that they can tell non-Christians about this benefit. Um, they need to know. You need to know. People need to know that that is an added benefit of knowing Christ, is that he can mend the brokenness in your life. He can mend your broken heart. He can mend your traumas. If you have suffered any trauma in your life, he can mend it. He can renew your spirit. He can help you overcome it. If you have been loved and rejected, divorced, had your dreams stolen, wiped out, (laughs) obliterated, if you're feeling hopeless and helpless, if you've been used by someone, if you've been abused by someone or a situation or circumstance, if you've been molested, stripped, stripped of your, uh, the essence of who you are, you know, through rape, through incest, this show is for you. You are who we want to talk to. So our mission here at Equipping Saints Ministries continues. What is that mission? To reach out to those who have been victims of trauma and to increase the public awareness of sexual abuse and its consequences. We don't want to just glorify it. We don't want to just talk about it just to have something, you know, to to talk about and to get ratings and to be the hottest television or, I'm sorry, radio program on the Internet. No, we want to expose the consequences of sexual abuse. It is a byproduct of sin. It is a byproduct of the rebellion that many people walk in towards God. It's a byproduct of that, and it is devastating. It is harmful. It is horrible. I've only got a few minutes before the break, so I am going to sip my tea. I think when we come back, I'm going to at least say hello to my wonderful husband and partner in ministry, Christopher Jones. That'll give him a moment to collect himself so he can at least say, hey, you know, hi, something, and um, prepare to get into quite a few topics. Um, I have I have quite a few articles tonight. As usual, I don't know how far I will get because there is so much, so much, and I want to do each article justice. Um, it still breaks my heart. Whenever I read some of these stories, it still touches me in a way that lets me know that um, this has to be done. And I will explain more about how God confirmed that to me just recently. (laughs) He reaffirmed. 
Sometimes we need reassurance, you guys, that what we're doing is relevant. And he reassured me of this very thing just a few days ago. So if you don't have your tea, get your tea. Iced tea, hot tea, just get it. And join me after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness, to create soldiers for the army of the Lord, and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. This is me, and I'm back, and I don't want to lose any time, so I am quickly going to um, ask Chris to say hello. Hey, handsome, are you there? Hello, hello, I'm here. Cool. Isn't it good to be back on the air? Or should I say, is it good good to be back on the air? (laughs) Yeah, it feels a little funny because it's been a while, but... um... I'm glad to be here. It's good to be back on the air. I just thank the Lord for what he's doing. And um, 
I know you have a lot to cover. So, hello, yeah. everyone. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let's see. Um, I have a lot to share. Just a few days ago, I was in prayer. Um, I was seeking the Lord about things, and I was seeking him about this program because we hadn't been able to do it for several months live. I thank God for the encores. And I was just wanting affirmation that this is an important work and that it is uh, relevant. And I think that was the way I posed the question to the Lord is, um, is this still relevant? <laughs> is this is this show still relevant? Um, you know, because sometimes the Lord will have you do things for a season. It wasn't that I thought that the topic was no longer relevant, but sometimes he'll have you do things for a season and then he'll move you into other areas of, of ministry. And so I was asking that question and immediately I felt in my spirit a response to that question was a question. The question to me was, is sexual abuse still prevalent? Is sexual abuse still prevalent? Well, I found myself laughing at my own question because it's like, for real? It's almost like, for real? Real? Really? You're asking me that question? <laughs> like, has sexual abuse declined? Is it is it almost reduced to nothing now? Absolutely not. If If, if anything, it is like on the increase. I'm hearing story after story, newsline after newsline of one situation after the other. It has increased. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised by that because when you open the floodgates, you know, when you basically fan the flames, which was one of our previous titles to a show, when you fan the flames and open the floodgates for um, basically saying that sexual immorality is fine, saying that sex outside of marriage is fine, saying that pornography is okay, it's legal, you know, that it's, that it's okay. Someone has the right to do that, um, legal right to do it. Uh, when you say that um, same-sex unions are legal, I will never define them as marriages because God doesn't. But when you say those things, you know, that you basically open the floodgates to all sorts of traumatic, wounding, crippling things for a society, for an individual, for the world. So here we go. Several headlines. Um, this one I'm going to start with, I actually found last year, and... Um, I found the article after hearing this person speaking on a uh, television program. It was on a Christian television program. I was surprised to see such a guest, but glad to see such a guest. And I believe that he was on that program in the wake of the Bruce Jenner um, uh, revelation that he had had a sex change operation. I think that was what the situation was, that he had come out and was revealing his issues and, you know, all of that was going on. So I was glad to see that there was a Christian program that was bold enough to address this issue. So this guest 
came on by the name of Walt Heyer, or Heyer, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correct, H-E-Y-E-R. He is the author of Sex Change, Regret, Gender, Lies, and Suicide. Gender, Lies, and Suicide. Trading My Sorrows. Apparently that's like the subtitle. Trading My Sorrows. Um, if you would like to get this article in its entirety, you should be able to find it on his website, uh, which is www.sexchangeregret.com. That was one of the uh, addresses that I found. And then at the bottom of this article, there's another one that says, Walt Thayer, I'm sorry, walthire.typepad.com. But I think you'll find everything on that first website that I told you about. So this is kind of heavy, people. This is heavy. If you have uh, minors, uh, young people, you might want to, you know, like, uh, what do you call that? Screen this yourself first before you let the minors listen to this. But the emphasis that I am making is not to glorify the behavior, but to point out the consequences of the behavior, uh, what it causes, okay, what what the media doesn't usually tell you about, all right? This article says transgenders, four studies say it's a mental disorder. It's mental disorders. I'm not going to say that I think that it is just a mental disorder. Um, I think that there's a lot more to it than that, but I'm just reading the article for you all, Okay. Perhaps it's time to pound the drums more loudly than ever about what I think as the greatest medical fraud in our nation's history. 30% of transgenders commit suicide because their mental disorders remain undiagnosed and as such will not be treated. Again, I don't, I don't, agree that this is just a mental order. It's a mental, physical, and spiritual condition. It's a, it's, it's, it, it affects all aspects of the human being, okay? Um, and it is the result or, what's the word I just used? Um, well, anyway, it does result from sin, from rebellion. Okay, let's continue. This person says, I have long held that individuals who suffer from gender distress have one of a handful of unresolved mental illnesses that exist side by side with their gender stress, with their stress about their gender. The gender distress is not acting alone, but binds with an additional comorbid mental illness. We found 90% of these diverse patients had at least one other significant form of psychopathology, says a study reported in 2009 by the Department of Psychiatry. Let me skip down a little bit more. It says, everywhere we see the constant rhetoric about gender change success, and yet not one sound media report that acknowledges 30% of transgenders commit suicide 
because of untreated mental illness. So if I had to paraphrase that, he's basically saying that people are promoting this. Um, physicians that perform this kind of procedures and surgeries are promoting it, I'm sure, for their own material gain. But they're not telling you how that 30% of transgenders, people who go through the sex change operation, are still miserable, miserable to the point of committing suicide because that because the operation didn't fix their issue. The operation didn't solve the problem, okay? Nothing physical can solve something spiritual and emotional, okay? Surgery can't touch that. Surgery can't reach that, okay? So um, he, he, he indicates suicide.org states that 90% of all suicides are the direct result of untreated mental illness, okay? Frankly, the professional and media slobber all over themselves to maintain political correctness. You know, nobody wants to get in hot water with anybody. They don't want the LGBT or any, you know, powerful agency that has money, you know, that has clout to get mad at them. So, you know, they slobber all over themselves to maintain political correctness. Most of the voices in the media blindly talk about the long-term value of a gender transition and hormones treatments. That in itself I could get into as a nurse. <laughs> and just, just man, the dangers of hormones, even even when you have a medical necessity, there is controversy and danger over having to use supplemental hormones, okay? But much less to do it as a form of so-called correcting your gender stress. Hmm. All right, so... Suggesting transgenders' lives are improved when the truth is their lives are often worse because of their untreated mental illness. The surgery has failed to resolve the gender distress and often elevates their anxiety and depression. That's something that the media is not telling you. That's something that the LGBT organization is not telling. Is that not the craziest thing? When they say misery loves company, I think that this is coined in this situation, that people that have are advocating this, they want you to be miserable like they are. Mm. The break is already here. I'll be back after the break. Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond. Salt is in nearly everything we eat. And many times it makes food taste so delicious. 
Even though the 2010 Dietary Guidelines for Americans recommends limiting sodium to less than 2,300 milligrams a day, Men's Health Magazine states that the average American takes in about 3,300 milligrams of sodium every single day. Your body needs some sodium to function properly because it helps transmit nerve impulses. It influences the contraction and relaxation of muscles, and it helps maintain the right balance of fluids in your body. But most of us are getting far more sodium than is recommended. Check out the sodium content in the foods you are eating and limit soy sauce, Parmesan cheese, bacon, smoked salmon, ramen noodles, and salami. It's time to kick the habit of too much sodium. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. (laughs) A black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from authorhouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people, I'm back, and I am talking to you, um, reading to you from an article written by Walt H-E-Y-E-R Heyer. He is the author of Sex Change Regret, Gender, Lies, and Suicide, Trading My Sorrows. His website is www.sexchangeregret.com. And let me continue where I left off. He goes on to say, there are other studies, all ignored, interesting again, all ignored by the gender-changing advocates, those that advocate gender changes. They know these studies are out there. I'm sure they've done their research, but they ignore this. Okay, I'm paraphrasing and ad-libbing in the midst of his article. Sorry about that. Studies from Sweden, Denmark, and also a 2013 study showing 90% of transgenders have mental disorders consisting of depression and anxiety, known causes of suicide. These studies provide irrefutable evidence transgenders overwhelmingly suffer from untreated mental disorders. Okay, the Swedish study concludes persons with 
transsexualism, after-sex reassignment, this is after they've had the procedures done, have considerably higher risk for mortality, suicidal behavior. Um, let me pinpoint some of these behaviors. Let's see. The Dutch study results state in 270, which is 75% of these 359 patients, cross-gender identification was interpreted as an epiphenomenon, epiphenomenon of other psychiatric illnesses, notably personality, mood, dissociative, and psychotic disorders. These are secular studies, people. This is worldly studies. These these are not Christians bashing, bashing transgenders. These are not, you know, righteous people bashing the transgenders. These are secular studies from institutes and different organizations. Okay. Other psychiatric illnesses, notably personality illnesses, mood illnesses, dissociative illnesses, and psychotic disorders, major mood disorders, dissociative disorders, and psychotic disorders report, reported in 79% of transgenders. This should be alarming. This should be alarming because why are they ignoring these studies? What's the driving factor to, annoy, to ignore these studies? And in some cases I've heard, and I believe this man was one of them, when I listened to him talk on the Christian station, he, he had a horrible life up to, up to the point of his surgery. Um, and then even afterwards, I'll get to that later, but he had a horrible life. Um, just some of this I will, well, yeah, hopefully I can explain some of that. But he had a horrible life. He was struggling. He was miserable. He sought counseling. He sought psych- psychiatric help and found one of these newfangled um, psychiatrists, one of these new age, um, <laughs> and I say that jokingly because this is not a new thing. The is- these issues, uh, this sexual sin and the bondage that it causes, it's nothing new. It's It's been with mankind ever since the fall of mankind. But anyway, he found someone who was more modern thinking that said, ah, all you have to do is just go ahead and have your have this sex change operation. That'll solve your problems. He, you know, and he and he trusted this person's advice. These are his words. And he went forward with it and then became more miserable, more distraught and more suicidal than he was to begin with, um, and he actually ended up reversing that procedure, and that's why he does what he does. That's why he has this website and why he now reaches out to people that are suffering in this way who want to be set free. Everyone doesn't want to be set free because sometimes when you get into a certain amount of bondage, you know, it warps your mind to the point where your conscience becomes seared. And you have no more conscience. So everyone doesn't want to be set free. But those of you that are listening and you know someone that is not happy and does want to be set free, I want you to know that you can be set free. If that means you still have a conscience, that means for you that what you did, um, you violated your body 
but you still have a conscience and that you're still reachable if you still have a conscience. If you've gone to the point where you've just buck wild, sold out, and you just, you know, adamantly don't care, then I fear you cannot be reached. Okay, but anyway, let me let me point out some of these. There are six, uh, one, two, six things that he says transgender people suffer with because of because of what they've done to themselves. Okay, and you can draw your conclusions from this. Number one, they report living in trans transgenders report living in extreme poverty, and I'm assuming that that's because they cannot get good jobs. They cannot get jobs because as contrary to what the media wants you to think, this is not just acceptable to everyone. <laughs> there is a, a level of disdain for this behavior still, okay? Um, they report misuse of drugs and alcohol. That's never good, you know, needing drugs and alcohol to self-medicate basically just to just to try to drown away their depression and and anxiety and sorrows uh transgenders report low income at four times the rate of non-transgenders that ties with the first one transgenders report being unemployed at twice that of the general population ties with the other one two percent of transgenders reported being homeless twice the national average, 41% of transgenders report attempting suicide. And he asked the question, are these signs of improved lives? (laughs) Did the surgery miraculously just make everything better and now they're living large? You know, (laughs) doesn't sound like it to me. Doesn't sound like it to me. Um, one more survey. This survey was conducted in 2011 by the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force when they joined with the National Center for Transgender Equality. See, their thing is to try to convince everyone that this is normal, that it is acceptable. You should stop um, hating on us because this is who we are. This is who we want to be. The, the, these people are people whose conscience has become seared. And they no longer have a conscience. And the Bible tells us that that can happen. The more a person rejects the truth, their conscience can become seared. And he will give you up. The Lord will just give up on you. He will give you over to do what you want to do. It's not that this is what he wants for you, but he doesn't force his will on anyone. So according to this survey, um... The results were published under the title, Injustice at Every Turn. The survey was intended to show the wide-ranging discrimination suffered by transgenders. They wanted to emphasize the discrimination as that being the negative thing. This person says, I, however, would suggest that what they really proved was that changing genders does not improve the lives of transgenders. It doesn't, because you know what? The Bible tells us that sin destroys a nation, that sin will destroy a people, that the wages of sin, rebellion, is death. That is the wages of sin. 
Um, I did a show where I talked about, you know, a medical, uh, some medical information that I found regarding the treatment of homosexual, as the world likes to call them, homosexual and lesbian behavior. The medical treatment is different. There's, there's um, specific problems related to this lifestyle that, that um, the natural man and woman in God's order, you know, like in, in a married relationship, do not have. Some men and women do have some of these issues because they are living promiscuous lifestyles even though they're not married, okay? But um, the wages of sin and rebellion is pain, suffering. You talk about discrimination. The devil, Satan, does not discriminate. He is the one behind the push, pushing this, pushing this agenda down the, 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 the throats of people, trying to push this, push it, push it, push it, because he comes to steal. His purpose is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So he wants to enslave people, the article is so long that I can't cover it all. On page 16, there's a section that talks about how some of these activists have gone as far as to establish transgender camps, camps where they indoctrinate boys, little boys, to be girls, where they try to teach little boys to be girls, where they where – they, their their purpose is to basically erase the conflict in that little boy's mind that he's a boy and turn him into a girl. They've started their own camp. <laughs> this author says, let's face it, this is pure child abuse. And he says he's speaking from firsthand experience. Um more after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day, not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, and any major bookstore. Overcoming Sexual Abuse. States with quality programming. This is Tokinet Radio. 
Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on DougieNet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on DougieNet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people. Time flies. Can't say necessarily that I'm having fun, but I am uh, motivated and passionate about what I do. I am motivated and excited to uh, bring these things to the forefront, to deal with them factually, and to extend hope, to let someone out there know that there is hope for you if you have been victimized by any of the type of traumas that we talk about on this show, primarily sexual abuse. And I am currently reviewing an article written by Walt Heyer, H-E-Y-E-R, um, taken from his website, which I stated earlier, but I will restate www.sexchangeregret.com. And I ended the last segment um, with the statement that he makes about the camp that was established to teach boys to be girls. And he said, let's face it, this is pure childhood abuse. It's appalling when adults deliberately use kids as pawns and destroy their gender identity to advance an agenda for massive social change. It is appalling. It's appalling. It's frightening. It's sickening. Because just, just, just imagine, if you can, what happens when there is no more reproduction. What happens to a society when there is no more reproduction? When everyone, what, is supposed to be produced in a Petri dish? I mean, people are supposed to be cloned and cultivated without without souls, without emotion, 
without natural human affection for one another, is that the society that you want to live in? I certainly do not, because the one that we have to deal with is bad enough. It's bad enough, but the good thing is that the prevalence of God's spirit, the you know, his 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 spirit permeates our very atmosphere. His spirit is what produces life. So because of that, these things are held back. They're held back, believe it or not, they're held back to a to a large degree because without his presence in the land, there would be no world. It would be destroyed it would have been destroyed again already, like it was in the days of Noah. It would have been destroyed, okay? Let me give you a reference for this uh, camp that he's talking about. He says here, um, it was in the news by Brandon Walker on June 9, 2014, at 11, uh, I'm sorry, 10.05 p.m., and then there's a website link here. Maybe you could still find it yourself. HTTP, semicolon, backslash, twice, madworldnews.com, backslash, secret camp, teaching boys, three to eight, transgender. Okay? Madworldnews.com, secret camp, teaching boys, three to eight, transgender. Is this a self-motivated, self-centered camp? I would say so. It sounds to me like it's no more than, um, you know, setting setting up victims for them to prey on. You know, it sounds to me a lot like pedophilia. Um, I personally use those terms because I know that people are familiar with those terms. But biblically, these things are just called perversion. This is perverse because it's twisted, it's unnatural, it is uh, confusing, it's confusion, okay? It's absolute confusion. So I don't really like to use the titles that have been put on these, um, these, these behaviors because it somehow nullifies it. it, you know, it tries to make it sound better than it is or different than what it truly is, but biblically, you know, this is spelled out in the word of God, that these are perverse. Anytime God dealt with a community where these things were going on, he called them a wicked and perverse generation or a wicked and perverse um, nation. And like I said before, sin destroys a nation. Rebellion destroys a nation. But righteousness, what's right in God's eyesight, exalts a nation. No question about it. We are seeing an increase in sexual abuse. We are seeing trafficking, sex trafficking, some of the most appalling stories of victims who are trafficked, you know, all in the name of uh, uh, money. And I won't just say money because there's, there's obviously a fiendish uh, lasciviousness, a, a lustful um, aspect to to that business it ain't just about money it ain't just about power y'all excuse my ebonics <laughs> there's a 
whole lot more to it than that. Um, I could get into spiritual warfare at this point, but that's a topic in itself. So let me just stick with this article. Uh, Fast forward to page 10. Uh, The author titles this section, Self-Destructive Behaviors Led to Professor Being Asked to Leave Azusa Pacific University. Okay, we're talking about the consequences here. I'm I'm trying to point out and spell out the consequences of rebellion, the consequences of dibbling and dabbling into things that that go directly against what God says is good for us. Okay, there are consequences, people. And here he says, a September twentieth. 2013 article from the Religion News Service tells the story of an Azusa Pacific University professor who resigned or was asked to resign after coming out as a transgender. Now, you don't hear this much because you hear stories of uh, professors and teachers and students actually being persecuted for speaking out against same-sex relations. Uh, People get fired and they get taken to court and stuff. But here is a professor who resigned or was asked to resign after coming out as a transgender. Why? Apparently not just because they came out as a transgender. But here the story goes. Um, The author says, to me, as a former transgender, this story has another side. Two sides of the same coin, you might say. The other side has nothing to do with coming out as a transgender and everything to do with an unstable psyche. Unstable psyche. He's attributing this person's problems to an unstable psyche. Okay. My heart aches for this female-born college professor who says he has struggled with two divorces. Up. Oh, I see trauma. Self-medicating. I see trauma, self-injury, self-starving, and a suicidal relapse. Sounds like this person attempted to commit suicide before and relapsed into trying it again. Does that sound like a happy person? Does that sound like someone who successfully transitioned and now life is good and wonderful goes on to say we should be concerned when someone has reported a litany of self-destructive behaviors left untreated these disorders can develop into the ultimate deathless suicide eradication of birth gender I would ask you to consider that coming out as a transgender is a one more way, a very public way, to act out one's self-abuse. Self-abuse by directing the harm towards one's birth gender. I agree. I, I mean, I could almost, like, jump up and shout right here. I talk about that in my book, Overcoming Sexual Abuse. And I ask the question, who would enjoy being raped again and again? 
Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day, not just by rapists, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. I could jump up and down and say, self-abuse. This is like, like you said, one more way, a very public way, to act out one's self-abuse by directing the harm towards one's birth gender. If that's not self-hatred, if that's not loathing, if that's not a level of confusion and torment, I don't know what is. I believe Bruce Jenner, right after he did what he did, voiced some of the same kinds of regrets. And I was actually glad to see that. I was glad to see because the truth will make us free. The truth will make you free. This man reported that he had his procedure reversed. He reported that he was reconciled with his children, that he is married, and that he is on a quest because of his being born again, because of his receiving that application that I talked about in the beginning of the show and having a relationship with Jesus Christ, who forgave him, restored him, healed his emotional wounds, and you can have the same in Jesus' name. Until next time, if you want more information, write us, email us. You can get the information on our website. Good night.